I'm Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and I'm delighted to welcome you to our new podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. The bay and its tributaries are, as we all know, stunningly beautiful and central to the culture and economy of the whole Mid-Atlantic region. But beneath the surface, pollution has degraded them so severely that the states have, de have designated many of them as impaired. That pollution hurts all of us. It degrades the economy as well, and it's simply a rotten legacy to leave our children, our grandchildren, and even our great-grandchildren. Every two weeks on Tuesday morning, I'll share with you my thoughts on what it will really take to turn the tide to restore our bay and our rivers and streams to a much better state. I'll offer why saving the bay makes environmental, human health, and economic sense. I hope you'll stay in touch and give me as much feedback as you can, including topics you'd like to hear about. First, Bay 101. The Chesapeake is an estuary, simply defined as a mix of salt water delivered from the ocean and fresh water flowing down the rivers. Those rivers drain a six-state, 64,000 square mile watershed that reaches as far north as Cooperstown, New York, as far west as the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and even to parts of West Virginia and Delaware. In fact, the bay is the largest estuary in the United States and still the most productive. The bay system supports 18 million people living within its watershed and 3,600 species of plants and animals. That is to say, a lot of us depend on the Chesapeake. Its health, or lack thereof, touches each and every one of us. After a heavy rain, we're advised to stay out of the water for as long as 48 hours. Polluted runoff literally pouring off city streets, residential yards, and agricultural fields fouls our waterways, making them unsafe for human contact. And pollution from agricultural runoff contaminates ground and surface water, making wells unfit for human consumption. It does not have to be this way. Scientists at some of the world's foremost research institutions have diagnosed the problems, identified the primary sources of pollution, and prescribed cures. Fortunately, we're listening. Throughout the region, sewage treatment plants have been vastly improved. Many farmers are reducing polluted runoff and new technologies are being de developed to turn waste into clean sources of energy. After years of fits and starts, missed deadlines, and failed promises, we have a federal state clean water blueprint for the Bay and its rivers and streams. It's in place, it's mandatory, it has teeth, and it's starting to work. You can learn more about the blueprint on our website, simply cbf.org. 
How do I know the blueprint's working? Well, CBF's 2014 State of the Bay report showed pollution dropping and water quality improving. There's more good news. An independent report CBF commissioned last fall on the economics of restoration demonstrated that fully implementing the blueprint will generate a whopping 22 billion, that's 22 billion with a B, annual increases in the natural benefits of land and waterways. 22 billion dollars annually and that's just the increase. There's a lot to celebrate but this is absolutely no time to be complacent. Huge challenges remain including the fact that some states will not fully implement the, the blueprint unless we keep pushing. We've got to keep the pressure on. Our health, our economy, and the legacy we leave our children depend on the choices and actions you and I and our elected officials take today. Thanks for listening. Next time we'll talk about the largest source of pollution degrading the Bay and its rivers and streams, agriculture. Happily, it's the least expensive source of pollution to reduce. I'm Will Baker, President of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation.